0: I'm Alex, and this is the Geordie Guide to Happiness. Welcome to episode 10, and we have a real treat for you as we reach the milestone of 10 episodes. (laughs) 10! 10! Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you're enjoying the interviews that we've put out so far. As always, I'm here in our virtual studio with the rest of the podcast team. Kath, Chris, and Dom. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. We're here again. Welcome. (gasps) How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Yeah. 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 September, autumn.
1: Oh, Craigie! <laughs> how,
0: how has that happened? How did the that time happened? has dragged and flown at the same time. I'm not sure how that's possible. Cathy, yeah. <laughs> you were telling me before we kind of hit the record button that you'd been out on a walk in the rain, which, as we've heard before, is one of your favourite things to do. What yes. Was? yes,
2: it was lovely. Um, spur of the moment and went out of the, the front door and turned right. And ended up walking around my area and finding a couple of new paths, just pedestrian paths that I didn't know existed. And, uh, and inadvertently found a quicker way to get to Sainsbury's. So, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a multi-purpose walk and I thoroughly enjoyed, it, thoroughly enjoyed it. Was
1: it. Was it raining when you set out or did it just mm-hmm. become wet?
2: Oh, no, 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 that's not a walk. <laughs> it, has <to> be, <laughs> it has to be pouring down and then I leave the house. Yes. Um, and then it did stop raining halfway around, but, uh, but I got the best of it by then. So it was great. <laughs> you were great. thoroughly soaked. So th- thoroughly soaked, yes. <laughs> well, as Elaine said a
0: few episodes back, you know, you're not made of sugar, you're not going to melt. So. That's right. That's I don't right. Mind <laughs> rain <Yes>. so much.
1: <laughs> Are we going to put a book together of all the all the sayings that people have come up with through their podcast? I think that'd be needs that'd be to be like to... one of
0: those, you know, little books, doesn't it, with little quotes yes. in? I love the little yes. quotes that Emma's been putting together. Our marketing person on our on our social, she sort of mm-hmm. takes a a little line out of everyone's interviews, and I think some of them have been quite profound. <laughs> yeah.
1: Emma's been doing a sterling job. Mm-hmm. We need to get her on the podcast. We need to actually get her voice on this. Mm-hmm. Would she do that?
0: I don't know, I kind of, I did ask her to come along, uh, I think when you guys were on holiday and she wasn't so sure, but uh, maybe oh, we'll convince
1: her one day. Come on, maybe. Emma.
2: Maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll make, make it a good experience for her. You can yeah. do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Dom? Have you been up to anything fun this
3: week? Uh, I've been in my studio. That's been nice. I hadn't been in really for months, so that was good to go and do something normal for a for change and mm-hmm. feel productive. Uh, I like the rain as well, though, because I take a lot of photographs. And I summer know. is the most boring period of time to take photographs. But rain is loads of reflection and different colours and textures in the streets. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy it's September. Yep.
1: I, I learned a special word. A word for that pleasant smell that you get after the first rain, after a long period of warm, dry weather.
2: There's a word
0: for is
1: it? it. There's a word for it.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Is it a... Is it a... A generic word, or is it
1: your word? <laughs> no, I didn't make it up. <laughs> no, it's it, it's petrichor. Petrichor. Oh. petrichor. P E T R I C H O R. Petrichor.
3: You know, I do know that 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 smell is uh, bacteria. Oh. Oh, you had yeah. to. Oh, yeah, you had to maybe that's it, why. It? It, maybe that's why it's petrichor.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. It's the smell of decay is what it is.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So <though>. on...
0: <laughs> so on that note.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is a, I, I like that smell. It's it's like a cinder toffee kind of smell, isn't it? Mm.
2: Bacterialised cinder toffee. Yeah. <laughs> I think you yes. should ask Alex what she's been up to because you've been away on a long trip, haven't you?
0: I have. I got back from the Isle of Skye on Monday. I was up <laughs> visiting my mum and dad, so. It was there really nice being away. And I understand the weather wasn't too good last week here, but it was mm. glorious, glorious oh. sunshine up on the Lovely. Isle of Sky. So, yeah. OK, let's crack on with our um, guest interview for this week. Steve Drayton is our interviewee for this week, also known as Mr. Drayton, his showbiz alter ego. Um, And he's worked in the light entertainment industry for most of his born days, from community theatre in London in the early 80s through to comedy and contemporary dance all around the world. In more recent times, Mr. Drayton's worked for the BBC whilst also finding time to play records to people with his Mr. Drayton's record player events. An accomplished wild swimmer, Mr. Drayton also enjoys lying on the settee and in his own words, doing absolutely bugger all. So, here is Mr Drayton talking about what happiness means to him. Good morning, Mr Drayton. A a warm welcome to the Geordie Guide to Happiness.
4: Thank you very much. Good morning, Alex. How nice to to be with you this morning.
0: (laughs) On a slightly rainy morning, but never mind. Um, For people who don't know you, Um, could you perhaps just tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: Right so at the moment my main employ is that I am a radio producer for the BBC in Newcastle Uh, but my other interests have come from what I've done throughout my life which is uh, did stand-up comedy for quite a long time and then did a lot of community theatre and then I got I had to get a proper job. I was sick of being skint and travelling up and down the motorway. I had no um I it was a, it was a tough decision, but I I did it. Um and so and I got bored with stand up. I did get bored with stand up. I didn't think I was that good and driving, just driving endless and a small child, and a small child looking Oh, at minor small
0: detail, child. small child.
4: Yeah. So, um <laughs> so I stopped doing all that, but then I started again About actually ten years this year doing Mr Drayton's Record Player which started life at the Tyneside Cinema and um, that's been going, it went solidly for seven years, then it started to feel like a bit of a chore, Uh, so I rested it and then come back and I also do lots of, um, well when I can, um, emceeing and things like that, so I'm not averse to getting up and making an arse of myself in public
0: (laughs) So, working for the BBC, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will imagine it to be quite a, an exciting, glamorous job. Can you give us a little bit of an insight into what it's like being a, a producer at the BBC?
4: It has had its moments, I have to say. Um, I, it's I never, I never set out to be to work for the BBC. The, I wanted to be the other side. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be the talent. Love, you know, mm, me. Mm, it's all about me. <laughs> And as part of this drive to get a proper job, I, I used to go in there when I did comedy, um, and I got a free a couple of researcher spots. I just started going in, and I don't think that will ever happen again. I mean, I was very I was very fortunate. Mm. Um, quite a lot of the time, it's just you are just filling in slots. It depends how busy and how big the program is. Um, the first program I worked in was a three-hour show that had six ten-minute interview slots and that's a lot of content that's a lot Um, now it's a little bit more on uh, on quality rather than quantity Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been afforded some fantastic things I worked for Radio 4 for a year doing the listening project which was just an absolute delight Um, I worked on a thing called the People's History of Pop uh, talking to people about their music memorabilia and I made uh, a one-hour show so there's been little you know little things for two years they taught me how to uh, drive a bus. I drove a bus for the BBC for two what, years. What like a double a double decker bus? No, oh god, no, oh god, no, oh god, <laughs> that was just bilious Oh no, a single decker. A single decker. It took me five goes. Um, but weirdly, right, now you tell me if this is if this is a cash cow. Every time I had my test, it was on a Friday at midday going through Newcastle
1: Ooh. my first
4: test was on a Monday morning at half past nine driving around the outskirts of Newcastle now I, I mean yes there were a couple of obvious fails going through a red light when you put the when you put the brakes on really sharply on a lorry
1: hmm.
4: man does it stop
1: Oh, but you man. don't.
4: <laughs> you don't. You carry on moving. It's brutal. So there were a couple. Anyway, blah blah blah. Yes. Yeah, so that was good. That was good. So I can drive a bus. Um, well it's so something the for moment... the CV, isn't it? It's good on the CV. Yes. Yeah. So at the moment, <laughs> with reduced um, with reduced hours, I'm working two days in the office and to, uh, for three days at home, um, which is quite nice actually. I don't really want to go back in an office.
0: It's been, it's been liberating, hasn't it? It's, I think it's had its downsides working from home. I mean, I, I'm sort of fairly used to working from home, working freelance, um, but not all the time with the entire family with you as well. So it's been interesting working from home.
4: It has been, yes, yes. Um, getting, getting up and getting started, that's, that's, that's my major hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's midday, better get some work on. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do like it. I do like it and I find that I can be really concentratedly productive for a couple of hours at home doing it. And if I was in the office, there's just so many other distractions. Mm. And I, I quite like that. I quite like being left to my own devices and getting it done. Yeah, yeah. And having the time to also, uh, because you're putting stuff into the machine so so often, when you write stuff, it's very rare to be able to go back and re- rewrite it. Mm. And that's a really nice thing So yeah, yeah, yeah. but. It's so you,
0: you were talking before about, yeah, meeting people on various different projects, the listening projects, the people's history of, of, of pop. Um, is that something that brings you happiness? Talking oh, to people, delighted. hearing their stories. Can you tell me a bit about that?
4: Yeah. Oh, um, incredibly stressful, especially the um, working for Radio 4. We had a, a, a meeting in Broadcasting House, all the new producers and it was in Lord Reith's old office, looking down Regent Street to Oxford wow. Circus. nice. And a, a senior producer came in, and yeah, I mean, it was very friendly, it was really, really nice, but there was that little bit of steel underneath it all, and one of the senior producers said, you know, you're all, this is all gold standard from here on in.
0: No pressure.
4: No pressure. Um, fortunately because i've lived up here for such a long time i knew i know a lot of i know i i have contacts with a lot of people so to begin with i i spoke to people that i knew who had stories to tell Mm. um the the really nerve-wracking bit is when you then start to try and find things on your own but the joy of hearing your pieces going out on radio 4 um, Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And I got a pick of the week. I got a pick of the week, chosen by Lim say uh, about two. And it's my, it is my, I think it's my greatest radio hit, which is a, a, a piece with two sisters from Huntley Spring or Horden. And they were adopted. We met them at Roker Seafront. They talked for about three quarters of an hour, so I had to really piece it together as, mm. you know, nine and 12-year-olds speak. And you would send the sound file off to the editor who would come back with, I can hear somebody having a cup of tea. It's like, holy mother of God, I didn't hear that. Um, I sent this one off and half an hour later, it was like, this is going to go out a week on Friday. And Excellent. It, it, it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. It, it was really, really, yeah, brilliant. Very, very, very happy. And doing the People's History of Pop thing, That was lovely because it's something that I know about and talking to other music fans and I made little films to accompany them. Um, And that, yeah, that was really, really lovely. And I like, I particularly like editing speech and music together. I really like using the beats and breaks of music to put, to put, it really galls me so much when you hear somebody doing it badly and radio force really bad at it let me tell you <laughs> mm. but yeah they they, were, they they were really good but not without their pressures like mm. you do feel that you gold standard you have to you have to step up
0: is, is sound editing something that you that brings you happiness makes brings joy you know producing stuff with sound
4: oh yeah yeah and just before all this um, calamity i was working on a, a comedy project with a group of writers and performers called Green Up North so we would meet on a Wednesday night for three hours people would either bring in scripts or they would write scripts we would record them I would produce them and we would put them out varied results but my thinking was you don't know until you've done it and so some of the early ones I listen back to and I think oh that's a clunker however the people who I think it benefits the people who do it because they get to hear their, their work broadcast and hear it in context of the radio. So it helps them tighten up. And after after about three or four months, the standard just went woof. And it was mm. like, it's getting people not to overwrite and not to overperform. Um, but the group was fantastic. Met, I don't know, about 30 different writers from all over the shop, different, from different backgrounds. And the the rule was in, when we were writing, there was not a bad idea. If somebody suggested something, nobody was allowed to go. Well, that's cobblers. You had to, you had to take it up to the next step. And if we mm-hmm. couldn't do it, then we would bin it. And that was that was by that was with respect to the writer. And actually, I'd been doing it for about three months, and I hadn't put a, anything in myself. So I put a piece in onto to somebody else's name (laughs) cheated and put i've got i've got peter is uh, peter is from sunderland and um it went it was 50 50 but i was terrified and they didn't even know it was me who put it in so what they must have been feeling like every week with me going well that's shite (laughs) i didn't do that i didn't do that but yes that was really that's just so exciting to do that yeah yeah to turn stuff around really quickly to get a conveyor belt going it's just lovely. It's giving something back because they were doing it for now. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert in, in sound producing, sound editing. I, I just know the sort of very basics in, in Audacity. But I yeah. do find it quite therapeutic and, and relaxing listening back through audio and the cutting and the pasting. I, yeah. I, I really enjoy it.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does make one hyper alert to editing on radio so that was me that was my wife's sewing machine, I just knocked into <laughs> that. Um and it's 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 sort of it's sort of it's like doing stand up comedy sort of spoils watching comedy. Because you 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 learn the tricks, you know it. Mm. But the flip side to that is when you see somebody who takes it elsewhere, it's an absolute joy. Um it's just it's just delightful. But a lot of it is um yeah, you just you, you hear all the little glitches where where they've cut a breath off. Because when you first first in editing speech, the thing is like you've got to get it short, so you cut all the breaths out. So just like somebody's done done a load of speed. It just just sounds like a robot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah, those yeah.
0: little bits that that just sort of make the difference, doesn't it? And yeah. I think because I'm I'm sort of trained to do oral history, sort of you know British Library standard, and it's not until you're kind of in an environment you notice how noisy.
4: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: The world is, you know, yeah. when you're looking for a quiet space, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it's it's so hard to find that sort of perfect quiet space, and sometimes you you need and you want noise to create that that atmosphere, but you know you'll you'll sort of notice a ticking clock, or you know somebody squeaking their chair or whatever. And, oh you know, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one that we did when we did the listening project because when we were set up on uh, we went round in a caravan,
3: a of soundproofed course. caravan.
4: <laughs> but there was one recording, and it was a really lovely bit of the conversation and a plane flew over but the re- but the recording somehow i mean the people are sat like yeah like face to face but somehow the, rec- the, the recording kit was top class but the if you listen to it carefully the plane did fly sort of from left to right it did go over your head so it wasn't yeah. too obtrusive but yeah. yeah like when i got the note about the cup of tea it's just like that well that's what people do you know, I didn't do that. I went okay. No bother.
0: <laughs> adds as to the ambiance, doesn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so thinking about your comedy, um, certainly for me, I found listening to comedy, watching stand. I've always loved sort of going to the stand and watching stand-up and comedy programs on TV. Something that brings me happiness. Yeah. Um, what about what about you? You kind of said there before at the top of the interview that you weren't, you know, you kind of not fell out of love with stand-up, but you kind of thought that you weren't particularly good at it, enjoying it so much.
4: I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I was doing a lot of emceeing, which I really like. That, that is, that's my favourite part of comedy where you get something that can only happen in the moment. I just love it because there's no contrivance about it. And if it's a bit of a chat... To the, yeah, uh, you know, like the MC gets up and goes, you look at you, you're ugly, you smell, blah, blah, blah. And I find that a bit, it's a bit pat. I think it's, I've, you've got to communicate with the audience, but I think, and, and here am I saying, I haven't come up with a solution. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> um, but I, I found it really difficult to generate material, enough material, so I was relying on the, I had some good solid bits, for a set and for the emceeing and but i was relying on the audience interaction or whatever came into my head and that sometimes can take you to nirvana but it can also take you down into death valley Mm. which happened i don't know i just i just i just just, yeah i just got bored with it and because i wasn't generating any new material i just yeah massive self lack of confidence on it Mm -hmm. so when I MC things now, I have backup things. I mean, I don't do a lot of MCing. This summer was lined up. You know, I normally do the Americana Festival at Sage Outdoors, which is just joyous. Yeah. So I have a little set things, but it is that. Yeah, you know, where, where, where can I go by being cheeky, really? And it doesn't matter if it only lasts a minute. There's always this thing, you know, like you in a comedy club. You've got to do your 20, or you've got. To, and I just think it's a bit prescriptive. I could bellyache about it for ages but <laughs> however um, having said that it has a comedy afforded me a lot of things that I do now and some of my you know happiest moments and that buzz afterwards when you when you do a, a show and it's gone well is 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 second to none
0: So what were those happiest moments
4: Oh just those those um those little quips when some somebody says something and somebody says something back i mean this is the mo- one of the most pathetic examples but there, there's there's i'm not going to tell you that there's, there's a film that came out about hip-hop in the in the i think it was the ooh, mid-90s it came out and it was all iced tea and um Uh, Not Vanilla Ice. (laughs) Imagine a film of that wrapped with Vanilla Ice in it. That would be so wrong. No, 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 no. um, And I was on stage and this kid walked past with a hoodie on, yeah, and I just went, oh, look, it's the boys in the hood. It's pathetic. It killed the room and it would only (laughs) happen in that moment. It was just a split second and it was just... Just little little bits like that. All those stupid, stupid little things, you know. Um, and that's why I like them, because they're so hard to, to, to keep hold of. Because, th-
0: yeah. Yeah, I think for, for me, you know, happiness is often those fleeting moments, those little nuggets that just happen and then they're gone.
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I made a little list. I made a little uh, list of things that make... that bring me joy um, and and one of them was um, going into the water because I've been swimming in rivers and in the sea um, and it's that moment when you've stopped going ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you just you, your breathing returns to normal and you start to move through the water and it is just blissful it's just because you just for that, just for that, what you just be sound like a real sued saying this, but it's just it's just you. It's that moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You're one with the water. You know. what? One with the water. One with the water. <laughs> but that is—it's just so lovely. It's so lovely because there's so much in and naring about getting into cold water, isn't there? Let's face it. We don't just stride in there going, "I'm going in that water." Oh no, <laughs> we're in. Um, <laughs> unless
0: you're unless you're my six-year-old and she just doesn't give a monkey's about running straight into the water. Doesn't yes. care. That's it. In.
4: Uh, and we should adapt. We should adapt that stance. We should go for it. What's she and called?
0: I'm, I'm standing going, oh my God,
4: Rowan. We should take Rowan's stance when it comes to freezing cold water. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the joy on her face, she just sort of jumps. You know when she's happy because she'll just jump up and down like Tigger. She just, just sort of gets this bounce. And often there'll be a clap involved as well. Yeah, The joy, you can just tell. I think she just does it without even realising she's doing it. Yeah. Um, and she was doing it yesterday at the beach when she was sort of jumping around in the yeah. water. So, yeah. But that's
4: that's yeah. a really lovely thing, isn't it? When you're with... And obviously it happens loads with kids. They can't disguise the joy. They'll get a look on their face. But with other people, you get... when When you get that look from somebody, and it is just like... Oh, that's hit the spot. That's really nice. You know, it's yeah. just, it's yeah, it's delightful. Yes, because yeah. we become more guarded, I think that happens less and less. But somebody with a big beaming smile on the face walking down the street, <laughs> it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. I mean, that's, that's it, isn't it? That's it in a nutshell, really. Just, yeah, lovely.
0: I'm really interested, again, linking, I suppose, to the comedy, is that idea of the power of laughter um, and oh. just that release of
4: endorphins.
0: Yes. and Yes,
4: just being
0: yes joyous and happy
4: yes so um i will i love i love daftness i think there's not enough daftness in comedy i think comedy this is this is this is one of the things that bugs me it's so prescriptive the routine is so prescriptive and there's not enough people taking those risks because the market doesn't ask for it i think that's that's what it is and that's what had happened with with that was one the yeah so just to backtrack a little bit in the mid 90s when comedy became the new rock and roll it suddenly became white young lads talking about their knobs basically and it's just so boring it's so tedious and like i'm i'm just being ironic i'm i'm sorry but it it's it's you've got to be better than that. You've got to be better than that. Daphness for me. So the thing that puts me and I did it last night. I'd um, I'd finished watching the documentary about the Murdoch Empire, which if you want something to make you really unhappy, oh, that's God. although episode two is great because it's all about the phone hacking and how the the, the empire crumbled. Um, but I watched a bit of Vic and Bob, and they just bring me joy. And in particular, there's a sketch from either the smell. Of, or one of them, and it's called Bob's Bollock. And Bob is being Ray Mears. And he's sat with his tiny little shorts on with a bit of twig between his slippers trying to make a fire and his bollock is hanging out. and that's Yes, all I think is. I've seen that
0: one. And somebody
4: goes, <clears throat> and he tucks it back in again. And That that is thats is it. That, that is like Spoon Jar, Spoon Jar, Tommy Cooper. That is yeah. it for me. That is it. Yeah. Jo- yeah. Joyous, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what else is on your list?
4: What else is on my list? Um, Talking to little kids. Talking to little (laughs) kids. We've got a little neighbour across the way, Tiana, who's... I don't know, she must be three or four. Um, And when she plays out in the alley. I mean, I've I've always... Because I did a lot of kids' theatre when when I did community theatre. And I do like talking to kids because you can upend their expectations as that person who's not a parent or a teacher. Well, like, Tiana always comes out, she goes, you never know what. That's always, she quite often says you never know what, but she hasn't got anything to back it up. But she'd been to um, South Shields yesterday and she'd been on the Caterpillar. <sighs> uh, and she did the description, it was just fantastic. It was just fantastic, a description of going on the Caterpillar. And then she walked around me while she was she did the ride again. Then she told <laughs> me something that her uncle had said, and it was very... I mean, I don't think she knew what she was doing, but there was a lot. It was very potty mouthed, <laughs> so out of the mouth of babes, and I, I did sort of say, mm, "You need to watch your language there." And man was mortified. But it's just talking to little kids—you can, you just, you go where they lead. You lead them, but then you can go where they lead, and I just love it. I just love that world. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's delightful, I, and that's what Vic and Bob do as well. I think those comedians who take you into that area of childishness yeah I just love I've, it I love it I've
0: got an 11 a, a just turned 11 year old and a nearly seven year old and I wish I'd kind of written more things oh. down you know the little silly yeah. things that they said I I remember still sticks in my head my, my eldest I was picking her up from after school club in Heaton actually where we, we used to live in Heaton yeah and I think it was the middle of winter and she must have only been about four or five and sort of turned up and I said I said to her you know come on you've got to put your coat on it's it's absolutely freezing outside and she said mummy I don't need to wear a coat I'm from Newcastle and I was just like what <laughs> on <the> earth <laughs> you know she'd got the context right and everything yeah, it was yeah. just I don't know where she'd heard that from but yeah I don't need to wear a coat I'm from Newcastle
4: well she'd learned she'd learned learn. <laughs> she's adapting to her surroundings she's going absolutely naked.
0: I'm I'm a southern softie, so I'm still yeah, climatising yeah. after eighteen years. But yeah, yeah, she doesn't need a she doesn't need a coat. She doesn't need a coat, yeah. Yeah, no. There's <laughs> <no, no. laughs> just little things like that, you know. I just sort of wish I'd sort of written, you know, these little anecdotes that they'd done. Yeah. Just yeah. to sort of remind remind me and remind them as well when they're older, I guess.
4: <laughs> so
0: talking to children.
4: Talking to children, yeah. Yeah, it's And yes, a thing. those
0: little those little snippets that they come out with, those little gems. What yeah, else?
4: Um Let's have a look. Um uh,
0: I love this I love that you've got a list all written.
4: Gold star. Thank you very much thank you um, <laughs> So this is something that I've been um, I've been trying to trying to uh, come to terms with especially during this uh, during this strange strange time, but generally uh, uh, generally as I've got older, um, to stop trying to project to what if all the time. Mm-hmm. and try to this to try to be a little bit more here and now yeah so because i'm really good i'm really good at going back and polishing a grievance that doesn't need polishing anymore uh and i'm really good at going oh I, uh, well, i've got a great idea oh no i can't do it because this will happen how do i know that's going to happen i haven't even done it i've shot it in the foot even, I've not even shot it in the foot I've clubbed it to death before I've even <laughs> given birth to it, it it's it's yeah. preposterous and like that's how the record player um, came about I'd seen that there was one in London and I'd just asked uh, it was uh, Lee Venus who was at the Tyneside at the time oh I've got this idea can we give it a go and he went yeah you give it a go if it do not work it do not work if it does then that's fine but mm-hmm. I, w- I, I didn't I didn't sort of started with a plan of I'm going to do this for the next 10 years or seven years or whatever. Because if I did, I wouldn't have done it. And there's been a few things that I haven't done. And a couple of things that I have done during lockdown have come completely... So I did a couple of daft little films, one of which was with my daughter. When the spring was really beautiful, we were sat outside in the sun and um, we did the arms through thing. Where some mm-hmm. you know so I was sat there and she put her arms through and um we got a uh, we did I wanted to do the Alfred Hitchcock thing you know you build up tension by showing them that there's a bomb that's how you build the tension so everybody knows that there's a bomb that is going to go off so we did it um so I you know I was just going to talk but we had it we went and bought some uh shaving foam so there's a custard pie right in front of me so it's there and it yeah it, oh, you know, I said to you don't faff about but, like, when I said, Oh, let's do it, she was like, Really? So, we just did it there and then. And it was, yeah, you know, it worked. It worked. It was really funny. Made us laugh anyway. <laughs> stings, though. Tell you what, shaving foam in the eyes stings. Ooh. But hey. Lesson learned, shut your yeah.
0: eyes, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, trying to be, trying to not doing the what ifs. Yeah. Trying to yeah. be a little bit more positive with my outlook.
0: I think there was a big turning point for me about 13 years ago. I was in a sort of 70 mile an hour car crash on the A1, um, landed on the roof of my car, um, came out relatively scot-free. It was a very surreal experience sitting on your windscreen. Wow. Um, and I think ever since then, I've always kind of had a bit of, a bit like what you've just said there, What what's the worst that can happen? Attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's. I'd, I'd rather kind of give it a go um, than always be wondering kind of what if yeah um and yeah so I think that's always kind of been with me ever since then just so when I kind of I I left local authority employments after 10 years and went freelance and it was terrifying of course and you know everyone everyone I was talking to was going oh it's the best thing I ever did la 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 and I'm like yeah but what if you know when you're standing on the edge of the cliff yeah (laughs) and you know you're about to do it but but what if it doesn't work for me yeah but I think because of that experience I was like "I've, I've I've got to do it I've got to give it a go what's the worst that could happen absolutely at least, yeah at least if I try it and it doesn't work yeah um, I've given it a go yeah
4: yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. What, what, what else is on your list what
4: else is on my list uh, <laughs> d- 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 cooking cooking I love cooking I love cooking I can't bake I hate baking baking poof get out of the house with your oh measures. why do you hate baking sorry <laughs> why do you hate baking because it never works it's bollocks <laughs> utter bollocks <laughs> oh you've put in a, 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 a an insy little bit too much yeast Poof! Oh, oh no uh, well. cooking though oh clear the decks get the stuff out that you need work through it steadily if you've got an during during the extreme lockdown i was doing sort of three different things but i would cook them separately like i'd quite mm-hmm. often like to have several things on the go at the same time but this would be like clear the decks, first lot, get it done right, wash up, next. You can kill a couple of hours, some music on, some cooking, and then you've got the the glory of your family either going, mm, this is nice, or.
0: Whoa. Yeah, don't don't do that again.
4: <laughs> so uh, yeah, cooking, cooking, and and food is uh, oh, let's <laughs> cook and food. I sound like a feeder. Um, <laughs> cooking is very therapeutic and very and very lovely. Um, with, with with yeah. Because it gives you time, doesn't it? It gives you time Mm. to... It's like walking. I mean, I've been doing a lot. I do a lot of walking. I I don't mean I go yumping over mountains. I just like to set out and have a little wander. In fact, I think during this last period, I have walked every back alley and street of Heaton and found some good old crap in the uh, the back alleys. I am the pallet king. You do
0: though. People just throw away the most bizarre things. I remember finding some roll doll books in somebody's on the top of somebody's wheelie bin. Yeah, yeah, and I was just yeah. like, Why why have you chucked these away? What's the matter with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah <laughs> it was yeah. just bizarre. Yeah.
0: What people throw away. That whole one person's junk is another person's treasure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm sure there's a Facebook group, isn't there, about lost. Or finds in Heaton's back alleyways or oh, something? There's bound to be. There's bound sure to be. I'm sure there is. I'm sure One there of is. my best
4: finds was I was, I had was, I'd, I'd, I'd walked to Killingworth to drop my car off and I walked, no, I drove to Killingworth to drop my car off. I walked back and I was walking through the back streets and it was, oh, I'd been on the road for about three quarters of an hour, I don't you know? <laughs> and um, I, w- I-, I needed a tiddle. Now, back street tiddling is no good. Walking along, what did I see? A portaloo. Shut up. A builder's port-a-loo. <laughs> Perfect.
0: In like a sh- it was a little bit
4: rocky, but I tell you what, that was a good find. That was. That's probably my best find on any walk ever. A private lavatory. I, th- I
0: thought you were going to say you'd found an old toilet from somebody's bathroom in the back lane. No no no, of no. <laughs> no, no,
4: no, no. No, no,
0: no. I don't know. Yeah, I, I had to sort of drop our camper van so our, our garage is still in Heath and we still use Stobart and collins all oh, right off chillingham road and yeah. Uh, yeah i kind of was uh driving it there to be moted and then running back to forest hall and i was like oh my god what am i doing crazy you but, ran uh, back
4: to forest hall
0: i ran back to forest hall yeah right. I, yeah i'm one of i'm one of those runners oh, right. yeah i like to run yeah i like to run
4: that, that that holds no interest for me whatsoever, <laughs> whatsoever. Cycling and walking, yeah, running, get the bus.
0: But I never thought I would ever be a runner. I remember the first time I did the couch to 5k and I remember the first time I had to run for 90 seconds. I thought I was going to die. It was just horrendous. And yeah, now I'm out running sort of 10k on wow. half marathons and stuff. It's It's wow. great, I love it. But I know a lot of people who really don't like it either. So no, 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 no. You either do or you don't, don't you?
4: Yeah, yeah. It's never been mad. I've tried, but... yeah. Ah, In fact, nah. I tried and I had some trainers. I bought some trainers. Because um, I've never been so a big close. fan of a trainer. Sorry?
0: So close. Yeah.
4: But somebody nicked my trainers. Oh. I left them outside. Had, that was a sign. That was a sign from the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's nicked your trainers. That means you don't run. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: we've mentioned Heaton a few times. That's where that's where you live. Yes. Um, what? Have you lived there a long time? We've
4: been here twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got the house. It was a bit of a wreck. Uh, slowly done it up. Um, yeah. It's a nice. It's a it's a nice spot. We've got a garden. Looking. Ooh, at that's the rare window, in Heaton. Done a lot of that actually. That's that's another thing that has brought me joy. Looking out of the window and staring mm. at mm. birds
3: and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the same. I think I'm slowly turning into my dad because he loves birds. Um, and yeah, just spotting the little the little sparrows. I'm not so bothered about the big birds. No, 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 the little, no, ones. No, no. It's a
4: little it's, yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah.
0: something quite joyful about watching them flit about, and yeah. if they they stop for a few seconds, yeah, yeah, that's always good. No,
4: I've 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 got quite adept at allowing myself. To stare out of the window, mm-hmm. I quite mm-hmm. like it. We were camping at the weekend up at Easington, and we had three fields in front of us. The first night there was a pheasant in one of the fields that took up an hour. Um, the second night there was two hares that was a, that was like that was like going seeing a blockbuster. It went on <laughs> for ages. It, it was brilliant. A pigeon flew across at one point, and wow. that, that was, so we had an aerial display. And we had a hair display. Hair <laughs> display. I just did that. <laughs> yeah, a bit of staring. Yeah, can't who, who needs Netflix? Well, every now and again. But um...
0: <laughs> so, what is it then about Heaton, Newcastle that's made you hang around? Is it? It's obviously somewhere that that you're happy. Oh, so um, what is the, it, the, then?
4: the space. The sp- when I, I always thought of it about. Listen to me. I'm from a a, a a town called Scunthorpe, and I thought mm-hmm. New. I grew up thinking Newcastle was a backwater. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so I went. I lived in London for four years, and then various places. I came up here in '85 to go to the Polyversity, uh, and just the space. And there was always space, especially like yeah. You know, this was at the start. Uh, oh yeah, when alternative comedy was was beginning. Um, and there were a couple of people doing stuff but there was always rooms where you could get either you out or a couple of quid there was an audience to come and see not a big audience but people who wanted to see so there was a space to be able to do that kind of thing but there was also the physical space there's the countryside mm-hmm. and the seaside and yeah. it's just invaluable absolutely invaluable
0: it's like the best of all worlds, isn't it, yeah. really? You're sort of a yeah. great, great city, and then you're surrounded by country, and then you've got the coast down the road. Yeah. It's What what more could yeah. you want, really? And even if you can't yeah. be asked
4: to go that far, walking down the quayside, you know, yeah. you can walk for eight... And when, I got, when, when I started to cycle again, <coughs> cycling from the quayside up to the chain bridge, and then back the other side, and then going further up to Wylam and coming back, just brilliant, just brilliant. You can kill a couple of hours doing that. So do you have a happy place Uh, in Newcastle? Bed. Bed, Bed. yeah, bed. No, physically happy place. Um, It's not in Newcastle, it's... We're very fortunate in that my wife's mum has got a cottage in a village called East Woodburn, which we've been going to for years and years, probably once or twice a year, a little bit more recently. And above east woodburn i think it's called darnley crag and it's near a quarry but you climb up there it's not it's not too arduous uh, but when you sit on the top you've got a full 360 view looking down the valley looking at the village in the in the near distance and then up onto the a68 and you can just sit up there for ages and watch the clouds move um i've Killed many a day going up there and, and sitting up there. I've also nearly killed myself going up there <laughs> whilst <laughs> in drink, thinking that would be a good idea. <laughs> Getting up's all right. Coming down, different matter. I can do stuntman rolls. That's what I got. <laughs> but that is one of my. Um, well, then you know, walking up, walk, walking up um, any beach in, mm-hmm. in 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 the region, you know. Is, um, yeah. is, 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 a, is a generally happy place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere we can go, we can just stop for a bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think, particularly at the beach, it doesn't matter whether it's a gloriously hot sunny day or an absolutely freezing winter's day, it's just glorious. Just getting it? out there, just something, yeah, yeah, being, yeah, just
4: get out for a bit, just get that, being that fresh just get air. the air in your lungs and yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get a bit elemental. Yeah.
0: So what do you think a person needs to do to be happy?
4: I think, uh, I, I think we just need to slow down a bit. Like there's this whole thing, oh, we get, it's really weird. I've been, I've not been at work in the office for months. So when I go back and I'm in the office, I'm hearing the news every half an hour. Mm. And there's lots of phrases being bandied about like when things get back to normal and and it's not going to happen like that. We've got I think, I think just take your time. and it's really difficult because' I'm, I'm older, so I'm a little bit if I was 23, I would be crawling the walls, I would be I, you know it would I, so i am I am fortunate in that I have I am slowing down a bit anyway, I want to slow down a bit anyway. but yeah, just just yeah don't don't bother with the what ifs just try and be here now that's yeah. that's my thing
0: yeah i think i mean i don't know about you but i i don't know where i found the time to do everything that i was doing before mm-hmm. it's, it feels like life before and life yeah, after yeah, yeah, lockdown, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, um yeah. and you know I was very you know, I was doing the school runs, obviously then juggling various different work, yeah. then all of the kids' activities yeah. and my own activities and all of, and I'm like what how, how did I do all of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah. and yeah, I definitely think the lockdown has helped me kind of slow down yeah. a little bit, definitely and kind of realize actually do we need to be doing this? Yeah. Do we need to be doing that? Uh what could we be doing differently? So
4: yeah. And it's perfectly I, I agree. fine to sit down in the afternoon and watch one of the five or six decent films on Netflix. It's perfectly fine to do that.
0: And not feel guilty about it. And not feel guilty. Don't feel guilty it. about yeah, giving totally.
4: yourself that that's it. That's that's it. That's that's the don't feel guilty about giving yourself time. Yeah. Because yeah. the pressures and they're all outside pressures to to do things and to be. And what I've really enjoyed is the so little showbiz news. Working in the media, one, you know, that is part of the the currency, and it's all. And we have a slot on the programme, you know, showbiz news, but we've turned it into nobiz news. Because the stuff that comes (laughs) out is just so. So we just gently take the piss out of it. Because it's so unimportant. Unimportant? That's like being unimportant and deportment. It's two different things. (laughs) Make up your own words. That's my golden rule. Make up your own words.
0: I think there'll be a few new words going into the dictionary after all of this, won't there? Yes, yes, There's been a few, yes. uh, a few new buzzwords yeah. that have uh, appeared in the in the language, yeah. haven't there? Yeah. So um, I think we're coming to the end of the interview now, Steve. Feels, like it. So Feels like it. Feels like it. Hope it's been time. all right. I
4: hope I haven't whittered yeah. on far too much.
0: No, absolutely not. And you know, is there anything that you want to kind of mention as far as anything that you're working on at the minute? How can we, you know, if people want to follow you on social media or whatever do you have any well i'm on twitter occasionally
4: but that's a hotbed of (laughs) seething hatred isn't it jeez (laughs) well i go on twitter every now and again and i try and post positive things this has been my thing with facebook as well is that i try and if i'm going to do something i am positive i'm not going to add to the bonfire of the vanities so you can find me on facebook i've got a record player for page but i aren't doing very much with that um um, yeah, Twitter and Facebook, just look for Steve Drayton.
0: Well, thank you so much, Steve, for your time and uh, take care of yourself.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much for asking me along. I've been listening to the uh, the previous episodes. I think they're great. And uh, yeah, nice one. I hope it long may you run. Good stuff. Thank, thank you. you.
2: So that was my chat with Steve. Cool. What did people think? I was um, I was in awe of actually being virtually close to someone who'd been involved in the listening project. <laughs> that's, that's as near as I'm ever going to get to. Which, <laughs> it's fabulous, yeah.
1: The hallowed BBC. Yes, quite. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, he, when he was talking about... Uh, having a job where you're spending most of the time on the motorway that that really spoke to me i was delighted when i managed to get out of my job that involved <laughs> basically going up and down the m1 uh i, I got to know all the junctions that i could have told you where they are well they led to and all that so I, no not, not a good time so yeah good for him
2: hmm. one, one thing that struck me about about listening to him talk about the listening project was um, he, he described it as the gold standard of, of recording voices and something that pleased him was was when the the whole thing became such a smooth machine that um, it the quality that it lived up to the quality that the, the BBC had laid down for them and it took a bit of doing but they got there and I thought that was amazing that a lot of ordinary people were involved in that yeah mm-hmm. it was good yeah yeah are
1: we doing the gold standard dom we're
3: getting there we're getting there yeah 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 it was interesting well it was because um if people don't know it's me that edits this all together at at the end and uh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) he can only with work work with what we give him (laughs) (laughs) but but it was funny what he was saying about being hyper alert to base noise levels and, and and stuff because um when i Edit each one of your voices. I have to get find a quiet moment and make it as loud as I can to find the base noise levels. And I can hear, um, you'd be amazed what I can hear. Don't want to oh. scare you. Oh, no, 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 no But no, I can hear like dogs barking outside your windows and stuff like that. Wow. Um, okay. So, it, you know, that thing where he's saying the editor said, I can hear a teacup. I totally understood what he was <laughs> saying there. <laughs> but um, on, a, on a more philosophical note, mm-hmm. um, I also liked what he was saying about running a project where there was no bad ideas Mm. and the ideas were only uh, weeded out by their ability to be taken to the next level. And I just think that's a fantastic way of working, especially when you're working fast because um, you've got to stay friends and you've got to be able to um, communicate ideas and take the bumps as you go.
1: Yeah, It is a good philosophy.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. The,
1: the, other, the other philosophical thing that I uh, I appreciated about what he was saying was this idea about, you know, focusing on the here and now, the be here and now thing, rather than thinking about there and then, because uh, I spend a lot of time in the there and then world, thinking about <laughs> thinking about the future that you can't actually do anything mm. about and the past that is, is fixed. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, things would be so much easier and a lot more happy if, uh, if, if I was just focused on what was in front of me, what I could do something about now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We we talked quite a lot as well about the what if, you know, stop wondering about the what if and just mm. yeah, just, just do it, just go for it. And I think um i I I I talked a little bit about a, a car accident that I'd had a a long time ago and That sounded um, horrific.
1: Yeah, that.
0: yeah, I kind of uh, went into a bit of detail which I've kind of taken out of the uh the, the final edit, but um it did kind of yeah, make me think life life's too short, just mm stop wondering about the what ifs. I always kind of imagine it as like, you know, that little, um, is it salacious B crumb. I think the little character that sits on Jabba the Hutt's shoulder and is always kind of you know talking in the <laughs> ear, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, um, I'm always sort of trying to sort of think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Let's just go for it. Let's just mm. give it a go. I'd rather give it a go and it not work than be wondering, well, what if I had done it? Mm. What if I had given it a mm. go? So, uh, yeah, we talked a lot about that as well. So, yeah, I really good, had to doff my,
1: doff my hat to you for getting in such a minor Star Wars character <laughs> <laughs> into the proceedings. <laughs> because I know my, exactly which one you're talking about.
0: <laughs> my brother-in-law sent me a, a picture of him on WhatsApp and said, this came up in a pub quiz. Who is it and how did he die in Star Wars? And I knew and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> that's a whole other level, isn't it? Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it was it was great to chat to Steve. Um, so thank you very much, Steve, for your for your time. If you've been inspired by this podcast episode, then we'd love to hear from you. As always, um, get in touch with your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you. You can get in touch with us via email hello at the thegeordieguidetohappiness.co.uk, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Geordie guide or Facebook the Geordie Guide to Happiness. As always, I want to give a shout out to our funders. This project would not be possible without support from the Newcastle Cultural Investment Fund at the Community Foundation. So thank you so much for your support. And I should say as well that their current round of funding is open until early October. So if you're looking for funding for a a project, then have a look at that. Next week, we have Annie Rigby, who is the founding director of Unfolding Theatre, based in Newcastle. She is a fan of darts, and cooking, and a very proud redhead. So you'll hear me ask Annie questions like this. You've sort of talked about your theatre work, your children, red hair, darts, anything else to add to the uh,
5: the mix? And hear her give answers like this. I think cooking is something that makes me really happy, and eating, and... I mean, just everything around food, I think that's uh, that's something that's been really important in my family. My dad's an incredible cook, um, and he comes from a family where food is really, it, it's like, it's how love is expressed. So I'm named after two Annies. On my mum's side, I was named after her granny, who was called Annie, who hated her her son-in-law so much that she vowed to outlive him and she did that so that's quite a strong Annie to be named after but the Annie, yeah. I'm named after, yeah, the Annie I'm named after on my dad's side which is my dad's granny who um I think maybe I did meet her when I was very little but you know so little that I don't I don't remember her but she was also known as the queen of five puddings because if there was okay. a family meal I like the sound would, of this granny. yeah <laughs> there would always be five puddings after a, after a family meal
0: So we've reached the end of another episode. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Geordie Guide to Happiness so far. Take care and see you again next week for another episode.